According to the National Barber Museum and Hall of Fame, in 1880 the average haircut cost anywhere between 5 and 10 cents. Factoring in inflation, that's about $2.55. If you decided to drive to Floyd's to get a haircut, it cost you about $31 plus tip. Why isn't anyone talking about that? We should be protesting to Congress or running through the streets screaming, bring back the affordable haircut. Like so many powerful lobbying groups, Big Barber has its stranglehold on American society. And there's nothing we can do. As long as we exist, boys will need a place where they can discuss anything and everything and get handsome doing it. That is the power wielded by the American Barber. Brian Lind, a 47-year-old bungee jumper and tactical paper mache enthusiast, was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, when he went missing. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm sorry, I'm a little thrown off today. I've, I've, I've had my head in the books. Uh, I am Clark McCarthy, and I'm sitting here with uh, Owen Ingmar. How you doing, Owen? I'm doing well. You have your head in the books. Yeah, so I have gotten on a kick. I've decided to go back to school, and I want to get my associate's degree in art. I didn't um, know this. Yeah, you know, I just feel like I'm coming off of a couple of struggling businesses. Well, one was a very successful drug empire, obviously, but that was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, had that karate school and that struggled. You know, we, we couldn't get as much views as we wanted to. And I just thought, like, what does the world need? We're going through some hard times. The world needs art. So I have, I've just been studying a lot of art history. Wow. Um, yeah. This is a real uh, turn for you, because if I recall, you swore off associate's degrees in any institution uh, that provided them. That's initially. true. I, I have been notorious. I mean, full disclosure, I have people who know me know I have notoriously been against associate's degree. I've said it's a coward's college degree. <laughs> I said I would rather you be not educated past the fourth grade than get an associate's degree. And, you know, I'm eating my words right now. Yeah. I, I think that's great. You should not be embarrassed. I think it's incredible to have that turn. And for someone who came out so staunchly against an associate's degree and said, what are we doing? We're educating the cowards. What kind of world will we live in where cowards are ru- smart cowards are running everything? And now to see you sort of change on that, I don't see that as a flip-flop. I see that as a truly remarkable discovery, and I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I will have to get rid of my T-shirt that says college, and then it has it's like underlined. It says college, and then it says four years... And then it, and then there's times for beers, and then on the back it says I'm having fun. Um, yeah, which is a real bummer. I know you went through a lot of work to get that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I uh, yeah, I really had to track down a lot of. I went through a lot of t-shirt companies that would not make that for me. I don't know if they were scared or they didn't feel like it made as much cohesive sense as I felt it did. But I'm getting rid of that shirt. So, well, more power to you. I think 
growth in any respect is good growth to be had. So I'm really happy for you. What have you learned so far? I have learned just like I've looked into the lives of a lot of famous artists and I have learned that, um, you know, each person sort of goes through their phases and they have their own styles and I'm going to rebel pretty hard against them as teachers. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at what they did and all the step stones they have paved or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I don't know. Who cares? You know, that's what I've learned from art history. Screw these guys. I'm going to do my own thing. And like, who's to say what art is? Is this pencil art? Is this box cutter art? Is this rope art? If I tape this box cutter to this rope, is that art now? If I swing it over my head, is that art? I don't know. I'm learning I need to pave my own path. Yeah, and that's just looking at the things on your desk. So who knows uh, once you start expanding uh, your lens a little bit. Absolutely. Once I get out of the desk area, who knows what I can make art. Um, But I did mail you something. I hope you're still at where you were at because Mm -hmm. I did mail you one of my first pieces. Um, I... I, as you know, I have an extensive Beanie Baby collection that mm-hmm. has just been sitting there waiting to get expensive again. That's what I've been doing. I've been waiting for this to be worthwhile again. Uh-huh. Um, but I said, you know what? Maybe some of this is art. So I cut up a bunch of Beanie Babies and I sewed them back together. So it's like the head of like a walrus and then the legs of like a giraffe and then like oh my goodness yeah so i'm getting a i'm getting a clark mccarthy original in the mail yes absolutely and i did sign it in blood that is going to be my thing for sure though i'm signing all of my art in blood oh and that wasn't an accident using the box cutter well you know a lot of things start as an accident and become how we do things <laughs> uh-huh yeah that's your family motto, if I recall. Yeah, it's on my family crest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you, buddy? Well, as you know, uh, I've been double dipping in this true crime uh, podcast investigation that we're doing. And also, I got roped into a, a true crime docu- documentary at the motel that I've been gigoloing out of um, because the owner of the motel is um, uh, doing what they call a Norman Bates, uh, which is pretending to live as their parent who chastises them while also running a motel. Um, And the documentary has been going pretty well. Um, This motel is classy, so I do get free HBO. And I was recently turned on to The Vow, uh, which as far as I can tell is a documentary about how to get people to have sex with you. It's kind of an instructional, um, uh, informational video. And what I noticed is uh, all the footage they have. So these documentary filmmakers, I'll put that in quotes, don't seem to be getting enough footage. So I've went to the local pawn shop and purchased some handy eight recorders and am installing them in different rooms in the motel uh, to um, amass a surplus of footage uh, 
for when we make our documentary. Um, I think they'll they'll soon realize that it was a fool's errand to make a documentary without just having hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage. So I'm in the middle of crawling through the crawl spaces and attics of this motel and uh, inserting cameras into the motel rooms. That is very cool. I love that. I'm really excited to hear that. That that is very cool. Yeah, very cool is uh, what I is. I'm trying to get that registered as my production company. They say that you should always brand. So mine is. Um, it's funny you said very cool because mine is very cool productions, and the O's and cool are little camera lenses. Uh, <laughs> and that's now I'm curious because you. Have... <laughs> <laughs> no sorry go ahead no i have nothing uh no i i think that's amazing i love the branding i'm so so on board with a good brand uh i'm curious if because you have so many cameras going is it hard to get out through all that footage like do you have an on-site editor how have you been dealing with that aspect of it yeah um as you know uh, i have a little experience with um, employing the youth. I think it's a good way to get them started in the workforce. So I have a couple of eight-year-olds uh, that live nearby that I've enlisted to comb through all the footage. Um, uh, they're working around the clock. Um, their parents drop them off at school and I immediately <laughs> pick them up afterwards before they get inside uh, and then set them up in the editing bay and just have them record all the footage uh look through it make notes that type of thing so um it's been pretty great uh they do work for i have a stockpile of some of that homemade candy i made i was making uh months ago um so they will work for that uh and they insist that they just like watching the footage um, that that is a reward in itself. Um, so, yeah, it, it hasn't taken much off a, it hasn't been too much of an investment in time for me, which is good because as you know, I'm still gigoloing and uh, the motel manager, she was reluctant to be my pimp, but um, has kind of uh, jumped in with both feet and <laughs> Uh, has been cracking the whip on me, honestly. I, I may have gotten in over my head um, with uh, asking for a pimp. She does not like me taking a day off. Mm, yeah. And I, well, I want to circle back because there's a lot of great stuff that's happening with you, and, I, and I'm really excited <laughs> to hear about all of it. I want to circle back because you mentioned that, uh, for people who don't know, Owen's pimp is also... Owens Pimp is also um, the owner of the motel that he lives at, mm -hmm. and just uh, and that that woman is also living as her parents mm -hmm. um, in like a Bates in a Bates motel sense. And my understanding is there's also a bit of Mrs. Doubtfire going on here, <laughs> where where the owner is <laughs> yes. trying to get custody of their family. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. The yes. So one would think that the owner of the motel would 
just have to dress up as herself and then as her father. Uh, but she also has to dress up as a old British Danny to, I sh- I'm sorry, an old British butler to get back her children who are staying with her fa- her baby daddy uh, who is married to a British woman. And so there's a lot of that going on. And she has enlisted me um, to also sometimes dress up in disguises um, to sort of uh, entrap the British woman who's uh, becoming the new mother to her kids. It's very simple. It's a very simple adventure I'm on uh, with not a ton of moving pieces. No, absolutely not. I think we'll all be able to keep track of this pretty quickly and easily. Um, I will say, though, I love that you do have these kids uh, doing the editing footage. And it seems like Mm -hmm. these kids are very excited about getting that footage edited. Um, If you guys don't know, Owen loves to get kids involved (laughs) in the workforce. He feels like if you can get these kids started early on putting a corporation or an individual's needs ahead of your own and sort of devaluing your life to that and maybe not the things you initially wanted, you'll be a better adult for it. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I say start them early. You know, I think it was much too long. I was much too old to get involved in my first workers comp lawsuit. Uh, and I had wished that I had had the experience of getting injured on the job um, so that I would have been a better uh, defendant uh, in my own uh, lawsuit. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when you're right, you're right. Uh, (laughs) No pushback here. I I think that's amazing. Um, Listen, I think we should get into this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very excited to bring on this guest. Um, would you mind introducing yourself and letting us know your relation to the case? Yeah, sure. Uh, name's Andrew Arbitel, and uh, I'm Brian's barber. How long have you been a barber? I, I mean, I've been cutting hair since I was young. My dad, you know, kind of, he ran his own shop. Uh, so really all my life, but probably I've I've run this store for about, 10 years now so how long were you doing this before brian became a client of yours oh brian oh my god so i've been doing this since brian became a client i I was doing it for five years and i actually was doing it i was working out in dc like cutting a lot of the you know the the politicians hair and oh wow yeah yeah we don't have to you know i don't i don't want to bring politics into this but just doing a, a bunch of different things so you know pretty much at that time, that was like, we're, we're talking, you know, the Bush administration, every, everybody on there, on the Senate, I, I kind of had a part in their hairdo. Um, wow. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted yeah. Kennedy? Then, you ever do Ted Kennedy? I have done, I've done one of the Ked Kennedys, not Ted. Uh, oh, not Ted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like doing that. You know, you know what they say about the Kennedys? It kind of, I felt like a bad omen there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with that whole without all nonsense and and then yeah Yeah. for actually if you guys don't know at home um there is a curse that goes around that's supposed to be connected with the kennedys i don't know if i believe it but every time someone 
every barber or hairstylist they have is supposed to die horribly. And that is dating back generations. Yes. Yeah. And that's part of the reason, like, I, I came to Virginia, like, 9-11 happened and I was like, mm-mm this is something's up. So I came to Virginia and just, that's smart. I, that's yeah. smart. I think you really got to keep your distance with those Kennedys. I was in the car uh, during Chappaquiddick. Uh, <laughs> you were in the car. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was wow. in the car. I was young. I was really young, but don't, you know, don't get too close to a Kennedy. That's what I, well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. You saw it with your own two eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. fascinating. So, so, you're like a uh what like the stylist to the political stars yeah i was was now now i just run a a, you know a family business uh we 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 do we we specialize in men's hair it's a it's a very kind of uh i don't want to discriminate but more of a geared towards men we got a pool table drinks whiskey uh happy to do to ladies hair as well but but uh we we kind of classify ourselves as a barber barber shop and it's just more uh now it's a family business i, I don't like all that glitz and glam trying to stay mm-hmm. on the radar you know so wow that's very humble of you what's been the biggest change for you from doing the glitz and glamour to sort of running a boys club well you know again the boys club i don't love that term you know we're, we're very respectful to women and we like like i said we'll, we'll have anybody in our shop all right so don't you don't have to got it. Me. You got it. Yeah, respectful yeah, yeah. boys. Right. Respectful boys. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what, it, when it was, when I was working in DC, it was constant. Uh, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on me. Uh, here you can just, uh, what I tell my clients is come in, take your shoes off. It, it, almost like a therapist's office. What's said here, you know, what's happens here stays here. So we kind of, uh, you know, you can let it all out and let it all air out, have a drink, relax, um, we have a masseuse actually that works upstairs. So, so it's kind of a whole, a whole system. Um, and, and really just a place to like, let the load off, escape from the family, you know, whatever, whatever you may need. So did you get to know Brian at all cutting his hair? Oh yeah. No, oh, for sure. I, I mean, I, I feel like anybody who's gone to a barber for a long time, you definitely create a relationship with, with that person. Almost, almost like a serious relationship. It's hard to break that off and things like that. So yeah, Brian, Brian, I knew Brian very well. How did you see him as a person? Kind of an idiot. Uh, I mean, he's, I don't, I don't mean that in the wrong way, but uh, kind of a, a weird guy. He, he would always come in an hour before his, uh, his, his appointments and he did. An hour? Yeah. Now, well, well, cause we have a pool table and he would play, mm. he would try to play pool and try to make a couple bucks, I think, but he, he wasn't very good. I don't know if he under really understood the, the game, um, a, a lot of constantly trying to shoot for the eight ball and it didn't really, he kind of lost a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, but when we would talk, I mean, nice guy. We, we talked a lot about sports. Um, we talked uh, a lot about his personal life and, and things like that. Uh, you know, a little timid of a guy, but, uh, once we, he got a couple of drinks in him, things started to flow. So we, we always had a good, t- we always had fun. So he was a, so from my understanding, he is a, he was attempting to pool shark, but he was bad at pool. So, yeah. So he would try to game people in by doing like a bad, playing a bad game. 
<laughs> he followed up with the worst game. Exactly. Yeah. How much money do you think he lost playing pool at your barbershop? Oh man. Uh, over time or in a, in a, in a day? Yeah. Over time. <sighs> oh my God. He probably lost like 5k. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to throw any of my guys under the bus, but we hire a lot of ex cons and I just don't think that they uh, held back, you know, where, where someone might go, Hey buddy, give it up, give it a rest. I think it, these guys kind of just let them keep playing. And, and so uh, he played against a lot of my other barbers. He played against a lot of customers. I, I mean, everybody kind of lined up and was ready to play with him because they knew he was, you'd be winning money. And yeah. you said you hired a lot of ex cons. What were they doing in it? What, what work was being done in the barbershop? Cutting hair. Like, um, oh, okay. Uh, and they're all ex-cons? Yeah, they're all ex-cons. My father was uh, actually served uh, some time. Um, so it was just something that kind of was uh, brought into the family and just trying to rehabilitate these guys. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great program. So I'm, I'm really proud of it. Wow, that's really uh, – what a great thing you're doing for the community. Do you think that there's any possibility Brian was not able to pay back the five grand to some of these ex-cons? Um, uh, it's a possibility. I mean, he seemed to have a lot of money on him all times. I, I never I, – I will say he, I ne he never had, like, debts or uh, – I mean, Brian, Brian had, like – money on him i mean i mean he was oh he, yeah I, I don't know where he got it uh I, I, but was he, he was a good rough. tipper a, a great tipper an incredible tipper yeah and cash which i like up front <laughs> right in the hand none of this i have clients that put it in a little envelope i have clients that put it on the card we, we you know with the, <laughs> the american express takes 10 percent. it's insane what these <laughs> these big businesses do man it's insane so yeah he's he yeah. he just handed it right to me like a like a you know real mensch that's excellent yeah and can i ask i i noticed uh o over the video um you have pigtails uh yeah. did, did that ever affect people choosing you as a barber that that feels like an atypical look for a barber yeah well you know i as as i'm sure you know most i change my hairstyle up maybe <laughs> three times a month you know it, it's constantly changing and okay. uh yeah mm -hmm. it keeps me on my toes so i know you know look i tell people you can come into my shop and literally no judgment you can get whatever you want and so right now i'm kind of rocking these pigtails and, and, <laughs> and between you and i i i think they look kind of i think they're making me look really good they really bring they're my, great my mm -hmm. yeah thanks. i think they they go they they look great and you know i think they they're pulled together nicely with those overalls. Um, mm -hmm. You got, if I do say like a, a Pippi Longstocking thing going on right now that is working for you. Yeah. Well, they, well, these are just, this is just part of the, like it's they're, they're comfortable uh, when I'm working on, you know, I, I, I don't have to worry about getting the messy. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a dig at me, but. I, no, I, not at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, well, not, not at all. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, if you, if you, if we do this, you know what a week from now three weeks from now who knows i might have a mohawk or it's going to change so but I, i'm glad you like it maybe i'll keep it a little longer
what's the craziest hairstyle anyone's ever asked you to do? Oh man, I had one guy come in beautiful, like head of hair, uh, kind of um, uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho. What was his character's? Uh, Patrick uh, oh. Bateman. Yes, just gorgeous. Like this Lots. tattoo. <laughs> like that tattoo yes yes that's yeah i'm not that's interesting that you got it's the it's from the scene where he's flexing in the mirror as he's having sex with the woman right yeah right, right. i know i know the movie very well okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh interesting that you would put it there um <laughs> sure yeah he had just a gorgeous head of hair and basically he just wanted like a flap of hair like on the top of his head and then when you lifted the flap there was like a nut, like a small, like circle of hair. It was the craziest. That was the craziest thing. But hey, happy to do it. And then so every time he like flipped his hair back, like you could kind of see like that little. There's a a little hidden a little hidden patch. Yeah, yeah. He was really an eccentric guy. What 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 haircut would Brian get regularly? Brian, for the most part, just kind of kept it kept it simple. Uh, every now and then, we, he would do. <laughs> He would try for a fade here and there. You know, that's the style. Uh, we kind of tried these, these bangs one time. But, but really, for the most part, uh, he, he kind of had a shaggy head. And so we would just kind of trim it up and, and uh, you know, keep it simple. This is interesting. So not much. He, he wouldn't come in for much of a haircut. He'd tip you really well, and he'd lose five grand. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, that's – I'm just telling you how it went down. And, and I'm not – I wasn't going to complain because he – Created business for me, tipped me well. You know, I, th- I honestly, if if I'm being completely honest, like a lot of guys that I cut hair, I think for Brian and and guys like that, it, it, it's just a, a social experience and a way to get out of the house. So you feel that you must be quite the ear for some of these guys, quite the conversationalist. Them coming in, uh, um, almost not quite therapy, but. Uh, um a little of that it sounds like oh yeah i mean i know uh, i know about affairs i know about bad bets i know about uh strange children i mean the, the things have if 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 it's happened to these guys and it's it's stressing them out they they usually uh they usually let forth and and spill the beans so do you feel that uh, there's a, a, like a barber's code of ethics? Um, well, why are these people so with, forthcoming with this information that seems like it could give you quite a bit of leverage um, over them? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. You want to say what you want to say. I'm not going to the police. I'm not going to, to, to the, the media. I'm not going to, uh, you know, spin this and, and make it into a big story. I, I'm here to, to serve I, I just, I'm just there to listen and, and let them talk. And like any therapist will tell you, not that I'm a therapist, but you just shut up and people will, will talk. Hmm. Yeah. That actually kind of brings up some uh, news I have read about you, which is that you have, you've gotten a lot of pushback from the community because you have heard people explicitly explain several murders and robberies and kidnappings to you. And you have not reported any of these like before the fact, uh, sort of getting a haircut before they go do their dastardly deeds. And you've kind of kept it to yourself. Like, here's what I'm going to do later this afternoon. Here's where I'll be. Here's probably where I'm going to throw the gun afterwards. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't. I'm not a cop, so I don't know what if I want. I'm a barber, so if I wanted to be a police officer, I would. I see where you where you guys could think I would do that, but I'm I'm a barber, and when you walk into my shop, there's a big sign. It says no shoes, no shirt, no service. And by the way, we kind of we call it the barber the barbercratic oath. What's said in here stays in here so I, I i don't all of that is on the sign by the way we call it the bar yeah yeah, yeah all that is on the sign i got a yeah. custom made but so i i mean do you guys you have a podcast you must hear things all the time do you are, do you, are you run into the the police I, I mean i know you guys are trying to do your own little investigation here yourself but yeah i mean well we're we're looking to get justice for a a missing man and in our way we're sort of trying to solve this problem but you know i will say like there was a lot of pushback from the community of course and people in tyson's corner know about the mendelo brothers who went on their hatchet spree where they were just hatcheting people down on main street and they were both in for a haircut because they said they didn't feel confident enough before they went on the hatchet spree and they wanted to look nice. And, and, and good for them. And look at what a, ha- a haircut can do. And by the way, listen, don't think I'm it's, – it's, it's, you got some nerve to think that I'm okay with this. That hatchet spree wiped out like three of my clients, okay? So I, I, it's not like I'm – I'm benefiting off of this. I don't know what you're, it feels like I'm getting a little accused, accusatory here. You guys are, they're saying like, I'm not, I'm not being a good citizen. I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I no, mean, you, you've hired a bunch of ex-cons and, and that's admirable. And we're not, we're not meaning any offense. We're just trying to um, understand the nature of the business and maybe Brian's, uh, what, what attracted Brian to it. Um, I have an editorial here written in the Tyson corner Gazette uh, that that likened your barbershop to the uh, garages in the Grand Theft Auto system uh, where people would enter in and then you would give them a certain haircut and then when they <laughs> left, uh, they wouldn't be recognizable. Uh, interestingly enough, the guy you mentioned with the flap of hair was apparently very vain and loved his uh, hair, but was uh, there was a police sketch out for him and so he came into your place to get the little bald patch uh, and when he left nobody could find the man they were looking for because he just put the top down on the convertible so to speak so i'm just wondering are you aware that people are using your barbershop to sort of get quick disguises uh before and after crimes look I think what you're just doing there was giving me a, a massive compliment that I can give such a good haircut that a guy could walk in, I could give him a haircut and he walks out and you wouldn't know that that's the same guy. That's incredible. I don't know if your listeners deserve that. That's incredible. That, and, and that's what I can do. That's what I can promise. So yeah, you know, if, if a guy comes in one day and he's a good guy and the next, he walks out the next day and he wants to murder someone it's that's not my it's not my problem i you know yeah maybe i gave him the confidence to do that but i i'm i'm just serving the community i want to say like we really commend you on all the great work you're doing and how you are helping the community and we we appreciate that um i and i don't think it's all on you because our police force is notorious for uh if they're chasing someone and they go in to your shop 
they will just sort of wander around outside of the shop until whoever leaves and then their guard is pretty much down and then they'll just kind of go off and do whatever. They forget things quickly. Very similar to a Grand Theft Auto. I've had guys come in like cops were on them, right? There was, it was like, I could t- just tell they, it was intense. I give them a haircut and then things kind of just one by one. They're like at a level five. And when they walk out of my shop, they're like at a level one. Also, just quickly want to address, there has been a rash of people picking up a passenger in a sports car, then driving them off of a ramp into a river, and then the driver jumps out just to the last minute and sort of just lets that sports car go into the river and sink. And that has to stop people. Yeah, well, that, that have, to have to stop doing that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I read an interesting profile that uh, someone came into your shop badly burned from a vat of acid they fell into. Uh, They wanted a haircut to sort of distract from it. Um, And when you gave them the mirror uh, to look at it from behind, they started laughing maniacally, saying, I'm the Joker, I'm the Joker. So I'm just a little curious as to, do you think that your haircuts um, are empowering your customers? I've also heard that the masseuse parlor is more of a Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory in which uh, parts are swapped out, plastic surgery is given. Um, do you see this as a confidence builder, your barbershop? Uh, a, a bit of a giving people the ability to sort of transform into the persona they would best like to, uh, that is most like themselves? A- absolutely. If my haircut can make you feel like your, your true self and, and make you feel confident enough to do the goal that you wanted. You know, I have, it's fun. We have a little bookshelf and I got maybe 50 books by, I don't know. I don't know if you know, Tony Robbins, this guy, I mean, you gotta, you, I don't know if you've read him before, but it's it, what he says in there is true. If, if, if you believe it, it'll happen. And that's exactly how I do my haircut, if whatever. Yeah, you want to be the Joker. Yeah, you want to go upstairs and, and you know, you, you, you want to put a gun on, you know, put, attach a gun to your hip or whatever. I, I don't know what they do up there, but that that's that all all power to you, brother. So it's it's that's exactly it. Yeah, and that 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 was a real life example, right? You did have a police officer who was badly maimed, uh, went upstairs, got a gun attached to their hip. Um, some other robotic parts um, left as sort of an animatronic cop. As I'm sure you know, since you read the, the Gazette, that cop is, is, I mean, he's like honored to this day. He, he, shot, he shot the guy that killed those three kids. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. Yeah. He also because of that, that surgery. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's done incredible work. He did shoot that guy in the dick between a woman's legs during <laughs> while was, he was holding her i mean you, you don't you don't get that aim from, from yeah that was an incredible that. world star video i mean yeah. of, uh i think we were all lucky to see that and that guy mighty fine haircut when his uh chrome dome came down uh can you take credit for that of course of course did he I tip take, you yeah cops don't tip as as well as i'd like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't want to throw the police under the the rug, and you know they're they're making whatever they make, you know, pension or whatever. Yeah, but they're they're probably our worst tippers. 
That's so. unfortunate. Now, I got this coupon uh, in the back of the penny saver. Uh, it says, uh, come in for a cut, get a free Merkin. Are you still honoring those coupons? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we are a barbershop, but we do everything. Um, I mean, we do hot shaves. We could do, we could clean up downstairs. We can do Merkins. We can do, uh, you know, sideburns, whatever you want. In fact, we, uh, we do up, it's upstairs. The, the masseuse kind of deals with it as well, but we do full, um, uh, kind of anal cleanings and things like that. So, so your upstairs takes care of the downstairs. That's right. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why you wouldn't assume that I, you, you don't want that while you're getting your hair cut. So it's it's all private upstairs. I'm I'm coming to I'm putting a, little, a few of the pieces together and I'm wondering if it's possible that Brian is not missing. But if he perhaps entered into your establishment um, at a five and maybe got a haircut, an anal cleaning, a little bit of the some mods and is walking around as a different individual. Uh, I know you have the barbocratic oath. Am I chasing up the wrong tree with any of that? I, I haven't seen Brian. Actually, hasn't come in in a long time. I I, the, I will say his last visit, we did go a little bold on his haircut. Um, uh, we actually just shaved one side of it, which was which was very bizarre and unlike Brian. Uh, one side of his head? One side of his head. Are we yeah. talking left or right or front or back and or back? We're talking if he's looking at the mirror, it was right for me, so his right side. Shave the whole right side. Oh, it's shaved the whole right side, yeah. And then we layered uh we did a nice job layering uh his left side. And um I, Brian's such a good customer, I added a few uh highlights on house. So um that's, oh, that's nice yeah. amazing yeah um, yes, i yes. will say i'm curious do you know if he came in to get a merkin because <laughs> i have found some of his uh old journals and he does have a drawing of himself that i think he did but uh, i think he drew himself he is naked um there is a big red circle mark around his genital area with a an arrow pointing to a note that says this is the key to my disappearance <laughs> so i'm wondering if he changed his pubic look in order to disappear or possibly half of his pubic look is it possible that he was <clears throat> trying to look like one person from one profile and another person from another profile yeah that that's very possible he did get <laughs> Uh, Merkin, I, I don't think he got a Merkin. He, he got uh, a cleanup. Um, uh, we, call, we call it a genital wax. Um, and he did do that uh, the same day, actually, that he got the shave head, you know, the, the head shaven. And he went, you know, obviously to our private room. Um, he, you know, he didn't say, or I think he told me he was going on a date he had that and that's why he wanted to be uh cleaned up uh you know downstairs and um so i i sent him upstairs and told him that they'll do a great job so uh uh yeah i do know that he he did get a a, a genital wax 
Now, just to be clear, in a lot of places that do waxings, they'll give it like a, a cute name or maybe like, like a funner name, something to make it less explicit, like a Brazilian or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you guys do just call it a genital wax. Yeah, I don't want guys coming in here and, you know, getting confused, asking for, you know, the, the you know, the, the fluff and puff or, you know, the, the <laughs> once on the sticks, twice on the uh, picks you know it's just like let's just tell it how, how it is so uh genital wax everyone knows what it is and and that's and that and there's there's nothing to it i, I to, to get into these fruity names it's just it's just confusing for everybody so you, you, we're 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 an upfront kind of place very upfront um prior to knowing that we were going to interview you i went in there and asked for a jenny dubs and was denied uh not knowing that uh that i had to say both words out loud yeah 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 yeah. We, that's another thing like if you're not if you're not going to be serious about it you're not going to be mature about it which it sounds like you kind of were <laughs> for whatever reason nervous then it's like then we don't want your business it so. was nervous but yeah. it's good to know that i can't get it and it wasn't personal it was just in my asking of it yeah to come back and I, i'll make sure you you're treated right I'm just curious, so we don't want to hold you here too much. You seem like you got a thriving business going, and congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what do you think happened to Brian? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Well, I think Brian just got, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I think Brian got mixed up in the wrong, wrong group. I think Brian was, when we would talk, for the most part, Brian was a simple man, uh, a little naive his doors were starting to open and he kind of started getting that drooling kind of like when a, when you first go to vegas you're kind of like whoa and i think he just kind of got wrapped up in in some things that he wasn't ready for and i i i mean i hope the guy's okay I, you know I, I i i but i think um even with with how he was towards the end playing games playing pool he was pushing the envelope he uh, what he was talking about he started drinking a little bit more at the on the chair he was going up more to get you know, up to my masseuse he, he was just pushing the envelope when when versus when he first came in he was kind of a simple guy didn't didn't want uh didn't want to talk too much we kind of kept it just about sports you know Washington football team and things like that but yeah I think I think he just his eyes got too big and took too much too much of a bite out of mm. uh the slice we call life what did he look like when he left after I I'm sure he went upstairs and then when he came downstairs did you get a look at him leaving yeah he I mean like I said he had the shaved head um it seemed like he got I know we had talked about the genital wax but he also seemed to he he got a uh uh, a crotch in like enlargement um and because it was it, something was bigger in that area okay and then oddly enough his shirt was ripped he was wearing a a, a button down um kind of like a, a dark denim blue shirt and it was it was ripped in the back um but but that happens a lot especially if depending on what procedure you're getting on up there uh my masseuse is very gentle but obviously thing, things happen, accidents happen. So, uh, but he looked in good spirits. He looked very happy. And, and, uh, and like I said, uh, tipped me, there was no uh, shadiness or anything like that. And if you had to rate him on a scale of sort of hotness, 
did he come in at a five and leave it a one? Uh, hot, not attractive, but um, no. on the scale of maybe being chased or being um, wanted. I didn't think he came in in a way that made me think he was a five, maybe a two. But when he walked out of there, I mean, he was definitely a one. He was He was cool. Partly because I think he – I still knew it was Brian, but I, I think a lot of people might not, uh, on first glance, not recognize him. Definitely easy to, uh, as you put it, get away from certain people. <laughs> mm. you know, what, like, what, what happens outside of my barbershop is not my business. <laughs> yes, you've made that very clear. <laughs> so that, well, I, it, you guys keep pointing fingers at me, and I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you, know. you know, it's just so you guys are it's just very hypocritical because mm, here, I you know. are, here you guys are talking about mm. brian and i'm sure you've heard a lot of things that went down a lot of murders I, obviously you know about you too knew about the machete case and and the, <laughs> and, and i don't see you guys run into the police and and it's all well, brian this brian that so it's just don't don't tell me i, I don't know i just felt very accused today but well. look we hey we are trying to get to the bottom of a missing person if i heard about a crime i would report it has clark ran a drug cartel for a while yes he has but is that us hearing about a crime no that's us involved in illegal activity and me being an accessory after the fact i think those are totally different uh than hearing about crimes that are happening with was I parasiting in an FBI agent's basement for a while? Yeah, of course I was. Is that a crime? I'm not really sure. But if I heard about a crime while I was in his basement, I probably would have told him about it. What about what about this whole thing it went with your cameras inside the motel? I mean, you must hear. I, I, I was here for that. I, whoa, you know, whoa, that's good. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. I just that's can't. just good documenting. And you're not going to report. I've been to motels. Trust me. It, you don't go there for a good night's rest. Bad things happen in motels. It's just, it's just. You guys I'll are, turn it over uh, to uh, well, the we'll Academy, uh, to the uh, Emmys. Oh. Uh, and if uh, I'm going to report it, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on reporting crimes. I don't have a uh, document, docu-cratic uh, oh. oath that I've taken or that a sign that I've made out of hair. Uh, that I, is hanging behind me. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll see. I just, I just, okay. felt, yeah, yeah. You know what? And I, and good luck to you. I think, I think you're going to see that if you give it to the police, that Emmy or what, that Oscar, <laughs> whatever you want, pick, pick one, TV or movie. It's gonna, it's gonna. <laughs> Don't try and put me in a box. Uh, I'm going to be the first person to make a televised movie um, or a theatrical TV show. Oh, best of luck to you. All right, all right. Well, they're, they're, then I'm uh, then I I apologize. I just felt like it was a little accusatory. No, I and I apologize, and right. I hope that when I come in, uh, we can put that behind us, and I can open up about some stuff. That would be great. And you can, you can definitely get that ball scrubbing. <laughs> Just say it right next time. Okay. Ball scrubbing. Am I saying yeah. that right? Well, I don't know what you call it, but my receptionist said, you said rub-a-dub-dub or some rub. <laughs> rub, rub, rub. Yeah. I said rub-a-dub-dub. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I will try. I will work on the vocabulary. It seems like the back of this coupon has a list of your services. I should have Perfect. paid attention to that. All right. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> problem. I do appreciate it. I, I, I got to go anyway. This, was, this is uh, mm-hmm. well, this was an experience, <laughs> that's for sure.